We express our praise and gratitude to Allah Ta'ala and we seek blessings on the Prophet, peace be upon him, continuing our exploration of the study Quran. We are in Surah Al-Baqarah, Ayah 2. Okay. So Ayah 2 is, this is the book in which there is no doubt a guidance for the reverent. The commentary then says, this verse could also be read, this is the book without doubt containing a guidance for the reverent. This is also interesting because I've never heard reverent as a translation for taqwa. So uh, we will get that into that in the next paragraph, inshallah. What is it usually translated as? God conscious, restraining from evil, those who fear God, those who save themselves, those who shield themselves. Yeah. Perhaps this is the most succinct way they could think of it. Perhaps, yeah. Um, one can pause after the word book or doubt, but not both. Though usually understood as this, the initial pronoun, could also be read as that. Mm -hmm. That is the book. Yeah, because thalika is actually that. Mm -hmm. yeah. Which would be correct in referring to the known portion of the Quran. Since al-Baqarah was revealed in Medina, a good deal of the Quran would have been revealed already, even though in the order of the text only the Fatiha precedes it. Mm -hmm. Alternately, some have mentioned the possibility that the word that refers to the Qur'an inscribed on the preserved tablet. Uh -huh. The book, the words the book, is used as a proper name for the Qur'an among others, such as the criterion. Yeah, or Al-Furqan. And so, so Kitab, think of Kitab as something written. And so later on in the same surah it says, Kutiba alaykum, so written for you, uh, Al-Qital is fighting, or Asiyam, um, uh, fasting. And so, <clears throat> the Quran in this time is not known to have been written. I mean, the ayahs individually were written down on, on whatever, they had like bones and such, but it was not a book in the traditional sense. So it could be pointing to what would have been the book. It's also perhaps like when it says the preserved tablet, um, the preserved tablet is this, whatever it is, it's in the possession of Allah, and it could be the entire script of everything, that will ever happen and <clears throat> all of the revealed texts are in that so it could be referring to that uh, it could also be referring to the idea of law so kitab might uh, i like translating kitab not as book but as prescription and it has script in the in the the, the word itself right and so it could also be referring to the kitab that gets opened up on the day of judgment the book that gets open on listing all of your deeds. These are other other interpretations for it. Most most commonly, it's understood to mean the Quran itself. Yeah. The word reverent translates mutaqin, yeah. uh, which comes from the central Quranic concept of taqwa, rendered in this translation as reverence. Taqwa comes from the root wqy. Uh, yeah, so waqi or yaqa, yeah. Mm -hmm which evokes the sense of wariness, care, and protection. Yeah, so it's basically like you're on guard. As it concerns the attitude of human beings toward Allah, taqwa conveys the sense of fear, mindfulness, and a constant awareness of God's presence and power. Um, as evidenced in this verse and many others, uh, such as Surah 49, Ayah 13, surely the most noble of you before Allah are the most reverent of you. Reverence is a central spiritual value in the Qur'an, along with such other qualities as trust, tawakul, hope, raja, uh, piety, bir, yeah. fear, uh, 
Khauf. Good. And contentment, Rita. Yeah. So, so these are all some very, very important terms to know, and taqwa is one of the most important of them all. Um, with its explanation, I'm not satisfied that um, that reverent is 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 the uh, the best of translations, but it's something I'm going to reflect on anyway. But the idea that they're trying to uh, uh, push across is the idea that you're on guard, and there's an element of awe, which works. But <clears throat> I've reflected on that more. And then. And so, at one level, the whole journey is a journey to develop more and more taqwa, more and more God consciousness. And then related to that are these other principles, uh, trust in God, hope in God, fear in God, piety. Piety here for bir, uh, a better term might be righteousness. Mm. Um, but that's always the issue with, with definitions. Um, people will understand it's slightly different. The meanings of, of these words that's all part of the process of language tawakkul is very commonly translated as trust in raja as hope khalf is fear contentment rida yeah so when we say the name of a companion of the prophet peace be upon him we'll say radiallahu anh so may god be rida with them so may god be contented or pleased with them yeah i have a question relating to arabic roots yeah so it says taqwa comes from the root W Q Y, but here we, why why being why being yet? Um, so so when it comes to the Arabic roots, wow, ya, and alif mm -hmm. are often interchangeable. Okay. Yeah. Um. Because in in taqwa the the qaf comes before the wow, but yeah. so you, if the letters are switched, it can still be of a different root. No. So so no no no. Meaning uh, alif, wow, and ya. Just think of them as a, as a, a stop. So, so the wow after the after the qaf mm -hmm. is that ya that you see in the root. Okay. So meaning in that spot, when you see so if you see a three letter root, you see three spots, right? Right. So if one of those spots is an alif wow or ya, mm -hmm. in different conjugations, it could be any of those alif wow or ya. Right. And so the so the first letter is still alif wow or ya. But you don't notice it because it's overtaken by the ta. Right. Okay. But to sort of put this in the context of a different word, because right yeah. now I have a different word in mind. Yeah. Um, I once had a teacher tell me that the the word al comes from the same three letter root as the word qabla. Uh, Can I mean I mean same three letters? Yeah. But that I. I believe it, but it, it it confuses me because in qalb, I guess what we would, we would say in English, the L is before the yeah, B, yeah. and then qibla. Yeah, the what your teacher is sharing is something a little bit more advanced. Okay. This idea that when you have uh, words that have the same three root letters, mm -hmm. if you alternate the, the placing of those three letters, then they might be related. So shirk, mm -hmm. one of the opposites of shirk is shukr. So... Shirk is sheen, ra, kaf. Mm -hmm. Shukr is sheen, kaf, ra. I, I know I know what shirk means. What's shukr? Gratitude. So what? we're saying, so, but here they're related as opposites. So shirk is an opposite of gratitude. <laughs> so those aren't related words. Yeah. Okay. So, so how are they related? That if uh, my act of, of partnering anything with God is an expression of ingratitude to God, mm. right? 
And so, yeah, that's, a, that's, that's way more advanced. But what we're saying here is simply that you have vowel off vowel. Mm -hmm. And so that vowel can be, depending on the conjugation, any of the alif, uh, wow, or, or ya. Right. You know. so. so it's not that something's moving from space one to space three. It's still the space three um, uh, letter. But you would agree that, that Qalb and Qibla have the same? So Qalb and Qibla uh -huh. are in th different orders. Yeah. Which is exactly what you're saying. Right. And so, so to say that they're related is a much more advanced Arabic concept that you would probably not even learn in university Arabic. Yeah. So that would be the person who taught you this was probably somebody who's very, very advanced in Arabic, if not a native. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, I, uh, I three. So on to I three. I three, um, I three is who believe in the unseen and perform the prayer and spend from that which we have provided them. So. Sorry, I'm getting pinged all left and right. Okay. Onto the commentary, unseen, um, ghaib, yeah. literally absent, refers to realities absent from the perception of the ordinary senses, such realities as Allah, uh, paradise, hell, and the day of judgment. These include realities that are invisible in principle because they are beyond ordinary sense perception, such as Allah, as well as those that are part of the unseen because they cannot be known except by Allah, such as the time of the day of judgment. Perform in perform the prayer can also be read as institute, establish, or maintain. So it's most commonly translated as establish. Mm. Yeah. In the Quran, the word for prayer, salah, is used in at least two ways, one referring to what believers offer to Allah, and the other to the invocation of blessing, as in Surah 33, Ayah 56, where believers are commanded to make salah, uh, invoke blessings, upon the Prophet Salah has taken on a technical sense when used for the recitations and movements proper to the five daily uh, canonical prayers, but it also refers to prayer more generally, as in Surah 19, Ayah 31, where Jesus says that Allah has enjoined upon him prayer, or Surah 20, Ayah 14, where Moses is also commanded to perform the prayer. So there is a question <coughs> whether previous prophets in their ummahs had been prescribed the Salah, and the general opinion seems to be yes. Mm -hmm. Uh, the positions were probably the same. Naturally, the Salah that we recite is in Arabic, so theirs may have been recited in their own native language. Um, but uh, they may have had their own canonical prayers that get finalized with the Prophet, peace be upon him, and his five prayers. One of the first things that I thought of upon first seeing, watching Salah was how in, what book is it? I think it's the book of Matthew, where it's... It's written in that gospel that when that Jesus is praying in a garden, being asked not to be crucified, um, he's praying with his forehead to the ground. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or like in passages in the Bible, it says he fell on his face. Yeah. Sounds like prostration. Yeah. yeah. Going on. Uh, spend in fall yeah. means to expend, but also carries the sense of giving chari uh, charitably and is used throughout the Quran for those who give in the way of Allah. For similar wording, oh, see, okay. Yeah. Um, this parallels the even more frequent pairing of the prayer, Salah and Anz Zakah. The passage can be seen as moving from an inward act whose object is invisible and hidden, faith in the unseen, to an act that is both visible and invisible prayer, but whose object is invisible, Allah. 
to an outward act whose object is visible, giving from what one has been given, thereby establishing principles for both the inner and the outer life, as well as their source and connection. There's thus in this verse a gradation from the inward to the outward. Okay, so a couple of key points here. Uh, you will find many things that are paired over and over again in the Quran, like Salah and Zakah. Um, or uh, iman and amal, so belief or belief and actions will often be paired together in the Quran. And then the point he's taking is that there'll also be gradations. Something could be a hundred percent in the unseen, and zero percent in the seen, or little by little, uh, to the fifty-fifty or or more. How would something be fifty-fifty uh, in the unseen and seen? Well, a person is, right? Because they're they're physically in the scene, but where's their soul? Where's their consciousness? Yeah. And so, so you'll have things that could be both in the scene and the unseen. But this this is something you also find juxtaposed very frequently: the inner and the outer, or the the unseen and the scene. And I suppose it's a, a hard thing for us to perhaps grasp right away because today, especially, we we tend to think of ourselves totally in the scene. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, let's continue. Um, I have four. And who believe in what was sent down unto thee, and what was sent down before thee, and who are certain of the hereafter. In this verse, it is the Prophet ﷺ who is addressed in the second person singular, always rendered thou or thee in this translation. The question arises, does the and at the start of the verse continue the description of the believers from verse 3, or does verse 4 refer to a different group of people requiring a translation of capital A and those who mm -hmm. believe. So one theory is that all of these six attributes are the attributes of those people who have taqwa, or that these are all different people. So. Such that verse 5 then describes the status of the believers of verse 4, not verse 3. Quite confusing. Mm -hmm. uh, one understanding of this passage is that verse 3 refers to the believers among the Arabs, presumably specifically Muslim believers, who are neither Christian nor Jewish, while verse 4 refers to the believers among the people of the book who had previously believed in earlier revelations and now believe in the prophet. But verse 3 and verse 4 can also be understood more generally as two descriptions of one group, namely the reverent. See also uh, Surah 3, Ayah 199, which mentions people of the book who believe in what was sent down to them and to the prophet. For a discussion of the Islamic view of different revelations, See Ayah Surah two, Ayah sixty two, Surah five, Ayah sixty nine, and the and the okay essays they include in the book. Yeah. Okay. Going on. Of Ayah five, okay. it is they who can act upon guidance from their Lord, and it is they who shall prosper. The term rendered "they who shall prosper," oh boy, Muflihun. Muflihun is related to falah, yeah. meaning prosperity thriving or success and is etymo etymologically linked to cultivation, though sometimes rendered salvation. Falah is generally not the concept used to differentiate between the saved and unsaved, or damned is typically understood in Christianity. It is an idea that appears in the call to prayer, adhan, where the caller recites after the takbir, Allahu Akbar, and the shahada, come to salah, come to falah. Hayal al-falah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so let's stop right here.
And so these are all different positive qualities that, that he's expressing more by way of the words and the definitions. We'll see how, how they get discussed a, a little bit later on. But because this is the beginning of the book, naturally we're going to have terminology uh, to, to explore and to wrestle with. All right, any last questions or thoughts? Okay, subhanakallahumma bihamdika, nashadu illa ilaha illa anta, nastagfiruka natubu ilayk, wa akhir da'wana, and alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen.